Hey girl, you ready for some much needed alone time? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless podcast, where the relentless, shameless, and bold thrive. And just one thing, remember, always tell yourself the truth. Hey ladies, hey fellas, welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless podcast. I am your host, Sarah J, and I am super duper extremely excited to have you guys just here. Um, We are coming close to the end of season one with our season finale being episode nine. But before we dive into all of that, I really would like to just take a moment of silence for just the trauma, the tragedy, and the pain we have experienced in the year 2020. Um, We've lost some really phenomenal, amazing, game-changing, life-changing, mind-blowing people this year. And while they are in a better place um, here on earth, we still feel the sting of their absence. So mothers, fathers, daughters, sisters, brothers, um, athletes, influencers, actors, politicians. We've just lost a lot. And um, I really just want to take a moment of silence for them. Okay. So I want to kind of talk about hope first, but then I kind of want to segue out of that. Like I kind of want to just encourage you first and then go into the the episode, but I kind of want to give you guys an update of what's been going on with the podcast. If you don't know, or those who do know, I um, I am a trainer by day. So I train QSRs on how to better their guest service experience and um, become more profitable. But every minute outside of that, and probably even within it, I thrive in the capacity of podcasting, um, blogging, writing, and um, encouragement. So when I was originally starting this podcast, what I was already in the middle of a podcast. I had already had a YouTube channel, 11 episodes. If you want to go find it, it's under Sarah J. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, and I felt like I failed in that. And then I um, redid a blog. I, I, you know, I had a hair blog and then I had like a just lifestyle blog. Then I had some other things. Like, so basically I just had a lot of different blogs where I kind of just spoke about a lot of things. But this time when I started this podcast, Sincerely Shameless, I knew that I wanted to do something in the realm of shamelessness because you don't come from my background or a background similar to mine, just adversity, trauma, real life things happening, being forced to live in reality and not be a shameless person. It you just can't not be shameless. Um, so when I started this podcast, I was in the middle of another podcast. Um, if you are familiar with Fragile Pieces, I had a business partner and a podcast partner, uh, Miranda B. We had a great time. And then um, COVID hit and we kind of stagnated because things got a little crazy. And so we paused. And when I came up with Sincerely Shameless, I was in the shower 
And I was like, man, you know, I'm thinking about this. And I was like, whatever, sign off sincerely shameless. And then it hit me like, that is it. But you guys, I didn't have the bones, right? I just had the brand, like the shameless brand has been my thing, but I just sincerely shameless just kind of signed off it. Um, So that was kind of it. And as time has progressed, I don't know about you guys, but I want to encourage you to not be like me and be better than me. I am a person that likes to see the full layout before I move. I like to know what's the plan, where are we going, what time are we landing, what where are we eating, what, what are we drinking, what's the attire. I have not always been the best person to just go with the flow. And I feel for entrepreneurs and creatives, it's really um imperative that we learn how to go with the flow, a structured flow, but to still go with the flow. So as I'm calculating all these things up, I'm just like, well, I have this podcast, but I don't really know what the structure will look like. And week after week, the bones started revealing themselves. So um, for season two and the remainder of this, you know, the last couple of episodes, you'll see that some structural things have changed, like the intro, the outro has changed, some of the shifts have changed, um, the word of wisdom, and then the word of week, and now we're implementing um, the woman of the week. So we have just three wows. You know, it kind of gives me some structure, kind of gives you guys a pinpoint of where the conversation's going. But I just want to encourage you, no matter where you are and what phase and stage you are in entrepreneurship or creativity, family relationship, you don't always have to have everything to build. Sometimes you just need a block to build onto another block and then you get another block and then they're called the building blocks, you know? Um, so I just want to encourage you there and also inform you guys on what's going on. So you guys will hear me talk about the word of the week and this week's word of the week, the wow is hopelessness, AKA hope, right? So, um, this year, we have lost so much travel plans, um, athletes, actors, the movement of Black Lives Matter, um, goodness, nail appointments. From I mean, we've lost things that are silly to things that are very, very heavy. And I don't know about you, but I have found myself in this state of... Um, unimpressed, you know? Um, it's funny because I didn't know that it was hopelessness, you know? I um, and give you guys a story. So this past week, I traveled to Puerto Rico. Um, myself, one of my girlfriends from undergrad and a set of her girlfriends, we all flew into Puerto Rico and we went through it, okay? We had our COVID test ready. We're uploading. We're washing our hands every 10 minutes. We have four or five masks on. I mean, we were everything but bubble wrapped, okay? Um, that's just the seriousness that we're taking of it. Um, and this particular night, we decide to do a birthday dinner. You know how it is, ladies. You got to do a birthday dinner for your girls when you go out. So everybody is <laughs> in their dresses and their heels. And I remember myself literally just like this really disgruntled moan because I know what it's like to get up, get all this makeup on, put on this tight dress, ride in this car, find parking, walk into this restaurant, be greeted with a highly overpriced menu. Um, if you're vegan, pescatarian, vegetarian, you don't really have many options. And then you add COVID, Spanish-speaking island, 
and all your girlfriends who they're all bosses. It's just a really interesting ingredient for, I don't know what this is about to look like, right? So we do all these things. We go to the restaurant. Um, Puerto Rico has a curfew. So you cannot drink alcohol in any of their establishments or in their, um, or by after seven. So at seven o'clock, it's dry city. And then at 10 o'clock, all, everything's closed. So we walk in, you know, of course we're late, right? We're six women trying to get to a location again in a foreign speaking island. So we walk in, we're accommodated. They're like, hey, welcome in, have a seat. I look at the menu, I chuckle. The only thing I can eat on this menu is possibly a Caesar salad and that is $17, not a happy camper. Then we got there right after seven, sis can't order a glass of wine equally, not a happy camper. Um, So we're sitting for 30 minutes, right? 30 minutes. Then they bring us a bottled water. And then we sit for another 30 minutes. Then they're like, we're going to sit you outside. And we're thinking, okay, this would be beautiful. I mean, it's nine o'clock. Like we cannot go anywhere else. We won't get reservations anywhere else because the city is closing at 10 and people are going to stop cooking. So then we sit outside and the winds literally, I promise, southwest winds at 20 miles per hour. I literally lost three lash hairs, okay? Literally. So I'm over here in the Arctic of Puerto Rico because that's just how fast the winds are going. And we're sitting here another 20 minutes. So our waiter comes over and he's like, "Um, hey, I literally fan him off like shoe fly, don't bother me. Because at this point, we've been here for over an hour and a half. We are still looking at these chilled, sweltering, windy bottles of water. You're not pouring any drinks. You have not asked us how our day, you haven't said a word. So by the time that they do come over and we set up our orders, the manager comes over and guess whose face is the most rested? That's right. You've got it. Your girl, Sarah J. My face is so restful that it probably spelled every letter of the resting word. Okay. So the guy comes over and he's like, is everything I said before you even ask, please look at everyone's face and see how unimpressed we are. I am not pleased with how we were seated for 30 minutes. I'm not pleased with the lack of attentiveness for our table. And I'm certainly not pleased with the fact that you're still going to charge us all gratuity for some very slack food I can go buy at the farmer's market and prepare for under $17. He's like, okay, you know what? I am so sorry. I'm going to get you guys champagne. So he brings over several bottles of champagne. And the girls at the table, they're hilarious. They're like, oh my gosh, Sarah, how you pull that off? I'm like, you guys, this is just not good customer service. But I kind of want to take that same story and I want you guys to think about it. And I want to pull it out of context. Because that first 20 minutes was so underwhelming, you guys. I had lost all hope for the mill. I had lost, I didn't care about the champagne. I didn't care that, you know, they had literally broke the law, technically, to serve us after 7 p.m. And I certainly didn't care that, you know, the manager and the chef and that the ladies were having a good time after that. Why? Why are you wondering, right? Like, Sarah, that's a pretty awesome night. You guys got champagne, the food came, the center third, but because that first 20 minutes, I had lost so much hope. I didn't have hope for the remainder of the meal. I didn't have hope that 
this is going to turn around. And so I like to kind of flip that and look at what we have now. You know, January 1 was a hit, you know, and then February, we got a little shaky. Uh, March 11th, we was like, so quarantine. How do you spell that? Y'all done pulled words off the shelf that we haven't even had to use. Entanglement, what's that, right? So we're confused. So literally, I found myself so unimpressed, but I think it's because that first two months set the tempo. And although greater things have happened this year, big things, like who is going to Puerto Rico in the middle of a you know, pandemic? Not many people. But because I had lost so much hope for the now, my future looked hopeless, right? So I just want to encourage you, if you are going through this, I want to say, don't think about now. Start to think about and get excited for the future. Because this is just a moment and there's always an after this. And when you're hopeless now, greatness can be happening in the future. It could be right around the corner. But because the now is so dreary, you won't even see the joy in the future. So the word of the week is hope. Keep hoping. All right. So now we're going to go ahead and slide into the second transition of the episode, which is another wowzer, but it is um, the word of wisdom. And the word of wisdom is be cautious of the mental, be cautious of the mental reroute. So I don't know what angle you may experience this in, but I want to I want to talk about just in the angle of trauma because we are shameless people. We do not hang our head low when things do not go according to um, how we expect them and if the narrative doesn't fit. So this year and in previous years, I have been working on lessening my aggression and um, if you know me, I am probably the most bubbliest person bouncing off the wall, holding a book and drinking 10 cups of coffee a day type of person. And don't forget the wine and the jazz. However, I come from a very aggressive household. We are aggressive with our words. We are aggressive with our hands. <laughs> We are a physical people and we're aggressive with um, our actions. And I remember growing up realizing that that is not something that I want to carry into the future with myself. So I have had to learn the value of the mental reroute. And this isn't a psychological term, but it is something that I use when I'm speaking to my girlfriends or just speaking with y'all because y'all my girlfriends too and guy friends, if y'all don't hear feathers. Um, so the mental reroute is basically recognizing and changing directions, right? So in order to achieve a mental reroute, one must be aware of the unwanted behavior, right? So um, 
For example, I had received a phone call and you guys, I don't know about you, but 30 hit differently for me. Um, It lessened my threshold for foolishness. Like I just became highly exhausted with conversations that yelled no fruit. So I stopped having them. So recently I was confronted with a conversation that, um, that could have gone aggressive. So basically I was talking to a girlfriend whom I decided that I no longer wanted to have a friendship with, but I did not hate this person. I have much love for this person. I think this person is a phenomenal person. Um, very kind, hardworking, dedicated, just not for me type of person. I don't know if y'all know those people. There's no nothing wrong with it, right? Like I think you're a phenomenal woman. You know, the whole poem, sis, the whole poem. However, just not for me and what I'm doing. So on this phone call, because my mind was already made up and because I'm very much so aware that I am an aggressive person and I want to not be an aggressive person, I am very mindful what triggers my aggression, right? So I'm on this phone conversation, I'm on this phone call, having this conversation and the tone is getting louder and louder. And I'm just thinking, all right, Sarah, stay, you know, at a three, you know, don't go above a three because when you hit five, it feels like a nine and it's, you're just doing too much at that point because that's what I've been told. So I'm staying at a three, some really impolite words were exchanged. Um, just, just really, just really nasty words. And I'm just like, all right, stay low, stay low, stay low. You know, I'm thinking of Michelle. She said, when they go high, when they go low, we go, I'm like midway, sis. <laughs> we go midway because <laughs> we're still working. But in this moment, I was compelled to say, when they go low, you're going to go high because that is the purpose and the value of the mental reroute. So I'm being confronted with this nasty language coming at me. A lot of cuss words are being had. It's getting aggressive. And my first thought was, bleep, 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 bleep. I wish I bleep, 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 bleep. Then I was going to say, don't worry about it. And all you would have heard was me grabbing my keys. And then I would have saw you at like five minutes. That was what my first thought was, y'all. But because (laughs) we working on mental reroutes, I recognized it, right? I held that thought in captivity, right? Pulled it as much as I possibly have. have, And then I, I, I acknowledged and then I said, you know what? I said, hey, sis, you know what? We just not gonna see eye to eye on this conversation. You and I just need to go ahead and get off the phone. Because this just isn't, this conversation isn't going anywhere. And it was a roar, like, da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, grab it again, Sarah. Pull it into captivity. You've acknowledged that you could get right there. Because I think in that moment, everybody wants to get back with the person. Like, well, okay, you can do it. I can do it too. I said, no, pull it back. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And if that's the case, then why are we on the phone? If it takes this much aggression, if it takes this much yelling, if we cannot be accountable to anything, then why are we even having a conversation? One, I'm not into yelling matches. Two, I'm just trying to be a better mental rerouter, right? So at this point, now we got to disconnect the call because it's become disrespectful. It's become aggressive. And people like to make decisions based off of that. 
And I was able to end that phone call, you know? And so that is just one of many examples of the mental reroute, you guys. It's very valuable to be able to acknowledge it, you know, acknowledge that there is a behavior that you don't like. So even in dating, you know, I try not to lead so much. I'm a natural leader, like lead from the front, lead from behind, lead from my couch, lead from my sleep, like we leading out here. And in dating, I have to remind myself, wait, pull it back, stop, let him do that. Let him be that man that you aspire to be with. And if you don't like the leadership, then exit stage left. But don't take the role and then be mad that they didn't stand in place because you're standing there, Sarah. So I just kind of really wanted to talk about the mental reroute. I think we can look at that in many different areas um, from trauma um, and, and just pain or just, you know, unwanted behavior, um, you know, in career and business. Um, I've had a boss kind of yell and he kind of got in my face and, you know, because I have my own issues with men yelling, particularly in my face. My first thought was slap every piece of gray stubble off his faces popped into my mind. Like that's what my mind said, y'all, because the let me tell you, your mind going to tell you <laughs> I feel like I've, I feel like I'm a rare form this episode, y'all. I have four cups of coffee, but the mind gonna have you doing, have you tell, I mean, my mind was like, sis, if you do not go ahead and go clean across this man's face right now, that's what my mind said. But the mental reroute also said, you don't like that behavior though, Sarah. And just in that instant, I took three steps back and I said, I hear you. I appreciate your opinion and I will move accordingly. And I walked away, you know, um, I will encourage you. The mental rerouting takes time. It's like a muscle that has to be worked. So if you're just now starting to mental reroute, don't feel bad. You know, I was on a trip with a girlfriend for my girlfriend's trip in Puerto Rico. And she was just, you know, she wanted to talk to the guy about the experience at the restaurant we were recently at. Um, but she realized her tone just, it, it's like heartburn. It just comes up in your chest and you'd be like, well, excuse me. I just, and whew. so I saw it for her and I'm like, you know, I get it because when you're first starting to mentally reroute how you behave and how you perceive things and understand things and do things, it does. It's a, it's a muscle. It's a muscle you ain't never worked before in 30, 40 years. And now you're taking a new route. So really my advice or my my encouragement is let's start acknowledging the behaviors and the patterns that we don't like. And when we acknowledge those and we come become more aware, let's hold those, let's grab them. Like I'm talking aggressively grab them, hold it into captivity and then reroute from there and give a better response. I guarantee you it will hurt at first, but you'll be so grateful in the end. All right, ladies, welcome back to the third portion of this week's episode. And this one is titled Woman of the Week. This is when we acknowledge women who are just crushing it in entrepreneurship, spirituality, motherhood, 
livelihood or just out here doing their thing and being absolutely 100% shameless. Of course, if you would like to nominate yourself or someone else, be sure to visit www.theshamelessbrand.com. Slide a name in the comments section. Slide in the subscription section. Do whatever it is you got to do so that we can go ahead and shout you out for what you're doing best. This week's Woman of the Week goes to one of my closest girlfriends, Taylor Brownlee. She is not only crushing it in entrepreneurship, motherhood, spirituality, she is also doing her thing in the travel realm. This woman travels often and not just often and expensive, but often and affordable. The brand that she is hosting now visible on Instagram, not only taps into places unseen, but places where you can go with travel travel tips and other women who have traveled the world. So if you haven't had the opportunity to follow, be sure to follow her on Instagram at Leisure Lux Travel. And I hope to see your feature soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's Sincerely Shameless podcast, where the relentless, shameless, and bold thrive. If you would like to enter for a submission for the Woman of the Week, please be sure to visit www.theshamelessbrand.com and click under Sincerely Shameless section and enter yourself, or you can leave a comment. We'll do the research on our end. I really hope to see you next week. And oh, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I want to connect. I can be found at I underscore am underscore written. And on Twitter, she is so shameless. Two O's in the so. See you guys next week.